Blog Talk Radio. Hi, this is Marnie Svedberg, and I welcome you to Marnie and Friends, a place where leaders share practical, helpful, and encouraging ways to get anything important done faster, better, and smarter. Right now, I encourage you to sit back, buckle up, and join us for fun, laughter, practical help, and clear thinking, the kind of discussion that focuses our attention off of the fluff and onto the most important stuff in life. Again, welcome to Marnie's Friends. Let's get going. Hey everybody, this is Marnie Swedberg. Welcome back to another edition of Marnie's Friends. And it's always so great to welcome you. Our switchboards are full already. we got a great guest and a great topic in store for you today. We're going to be talking about what to wear, how to wear it, and why it matters. And our guest today is Scarlett DeBees, and she's the perfect person to train us on this topic. During this hour, you're going to discover the number one thing that will maximize your first and lasting impression with everyone you meet on and off stage how to get past being distracted by your appearance, and why failing to do so can ruin an otherwise wonderful presentation, wardrobe strategies regarding color, style, size, how to pre-read the message any outfit will send to others before it's too late, three ways to take an outfit from ordinary to extraordinary, how to shop to maximize your wardrobe potential, and how to apply humor instead of dread when deciding what to wear. Our guest today, Charlotte DeBees, is from Scarlet image.com. She's a professional image and style coach whose clients enjoy looking and feeling confident. As a result of using her tips, you'll no longer stress about dressing and you'll have confidence in your appearance and clothing choices. So welcome to you today, Scarlett. Thank you. Glad to be here. Well, it's so fun to have you, and we have not talked about this topic, I don't think, ever. <laughs> we've, uh, <laughs> we've had some beauty, beauty strategies before, but it's been uh, it's been a topic that has come up a couple times. And I remember the first time that I went on to stage and I came off the stage and I realized that I had never once thought about how I looked because I was so comfortable with how I looked that day. And it was a huge difference compared to how it had been for me before that. So I'm really excited that you're here to talk us through some of this so that a speaker or anybody really can have confidence in how they look. Maybe just before we get into the strategies, why don't you tell us how you ever got into being uh, an appearance consultant? Oh, uh, basically, um, I used to be in the cosmetic industry. Then I was in um, the garment industry, and I stopped working to have my children. And a friend of mine literally dragged me to uh, see an image consultant. I mean, because it was like a two-for-one thing. So she dragged me, and I remember that within one hour of the consultation, I was like, this is the most incredible thing I've ever experienced because I now understood why when I bought something in a store and put it on at home, I hated it. I understood why when I had something in my closet and I, and, I, and I wasn't wearing it, I understood why. So all that knowledge that I learned about what was right for me totally changed how I dressed and drastically changed how I shopped. I mean, I saved so much money because I was no longer buying um, some outfit because, they, because um, I thought it was the right thing to have. I now was buying things that I knew was the right thing for me. And then down the road, the very same person that I went to see, the same consultant, um, suggested that I do this for a living because she, she would see me around town and liked how I was 
I mean, I really took this stuff to heart. <laughs> I took it very seriously. And so she encouraged me to go into the business, and I, I decided that I'm going to do this. I want to be the best that I can be. So I went to um, school, and I did training and learned a lot of little secrets out there, a lot of little tips that people don't know about and they don't tell you on TV. And I just, I just love when I um, see a client um, change from – um, not wanting, not even wanting to look at herself so much in the mirror as actually smiling and you know standing a lot straighter. <laughs> right. It's, it's an, I love the sparkle in the eye. It really makes me happy. That's so cool. And now you're located in New York, uh, but can you do this over the phone with people, or do you have to have yeah. people oh, in, yeah. your, in your office? No, I have clients in Canada and um, you know, in, uh, you know, across the country. I do um, a lot of personal, but I do a lot of virtual. And the virtual isn't like people think on Skype. It's actually over the phone. I, I get um, photographs. I, I request okay. my clients to send me photographs of them wearing certain colors and certain style clothes. And working from that, then we spend about an hour on the phone, and I give them all the do's and don'ts and tons of um, links to um, items in the stores that I suggest they buy down the road or they can buy right then and there, but I want them to see specifically what I'm recommending because it's always going to be something that they're not wearing, always. Ah, so, so interesting. Well, let's go ahead and dive right in with the first thing that will maximize a person's first and lasting impression with everyone that we meet on and off stage. And, you know, I mean, maybe before you tell us the, the number one thing, um, what is the first and lasting impression. Maybe you just tell us the importance of those things and, and how to think about them. Well, you know, there are these eighty these these rules, eighty twenty, and you know, the, you meet somebody and within the first twenty seconds they've made an opinion, formed an opinion, and and we all do it whether we like to or not, consciously, unconsciously. But the minute you stand in front of somebody, um, and, uh, unfortunately, a judgment is made. And I and I would like to say that in many ways we are all speakers. Because when you get up at a networking event and introduce yourself, you're speaking. When you're at a party and you talk to a stranger, you're speaking. When you're at the Starbucks line ordering your coffee, (laughs) you're speaking. You know, it's not just how we look, but how we say and what we say that we are judged. And by the way, you never know. An opportunity could happen. One of my best connections ever was in the frozen food aisle of a stop and shop supermarket. So you just (laughs) never know. (laughs) (laughs) Just saying, FYI, even with the market, it it doesn't hurt to speak well and look pretty good um but uh, basically you know the 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 idea is that the minute you open your mouth um you are giving an impression and the way you look has to pretty much go together with it so if you're going to be speaking um about let's say being an organizer for instance you got to look organized if you're going to be speaking as a financial person you have to look like you know how to handle money and that means you can't be wearing, you know, old jeans and a and a sweatshirt. You have to, or or even at presentations, a ill-fitting outfit. You know, you have to. It has to match. But bottom line is, we are judged really quickly by how we look. It's just human nature. It just happens. Yeah, yeah, it really does. And and I love I love your approach to this. Uh, this number one thing that can really help us with this first and lasting impression because. It's really not about buying something. That, mm-hmm. that really doesn't have to happen. In this particular situation, it's about an attitude. It's about, it's about what? I'm sorry? 
An attitude. An attitude, absolutely. It's absolutely about an attitude. So number one thing that um, will change how you look, present yourself, and even how you grow your business and your personal life is confidence. And you're only going to get it by um, feeling, like, like you said, when you spoke, you didn't have to think about it. You weren't distracted by what you were wearing because you knew it was great. You knew you were fine. And yeah. that energy that, you would, that a woman can waste on worrying about how she looks or, how he, or about how he looks is the energy that you're taking away from the message you have to give, and it's going to be distracting, and then you begin to lose your, your confidence and you start having inner chatter that's typically not very flattering to yourself. So uh, the, the best thing a person can get is confidence, and it isn't as hard to get as one would think. Yeah, yeah, and it kind of flows right into the next point that we're going to talk about here is how to get past being distracted by your own appearance. Uh, because I think that for me, that was really what was happening prior to that day as I was worried about it. And honestly, this is this is probably something you see people do a lot, but I would go out and I would buy a special mm-hmm. outfit to, to be on TV or to go do this talk or whatever. And it would be like the first time I'd ever worn it outside my house was to go do this presentation and so it didn't feel comfortable to me it wasn't an old friend it was something that I was very uncomfortable in because it was right. brand new and just making that change alone was a great step forward for me so what you know how do you how do you encourage people to get past being distracted by what they look like <laughs> well you know there's there's three reasons why um, people tend to especially women tend to avoid uh, improving their wardrobe, and those very three things are the reason why they should. And the, um, well, the number one thing is weight. A lot of women want to, um, men too, but mostly women have this issue, want to lose weight before they invest in new clothes. Mm. The problem with that is that you, what you're saying is that you want to change before you make a change, and that's never a good thing. Secondly, <laughs> um, I've, I've, the more that I've tried to lose weight, the more that I've gained so that never seems to work either. <laughs> um, yeah. Then money. People don't want to invest in, um, in, in themselves sometimes, which is a huge mistake professionally. Um, and, you know, in, when you think about the money that is wasted on clothes that one doesn't wear, or, what, you know, even think about what is the price of self-esteem? You know, there is no value. You, you can't – it's immeasurable, you know, how one feels about themselves. And then there's the fear, worried about, you know, being a little embarrassed or maybe even not afraid of going out of their own comfort zone, what they know. So when um, a, a person gets over these three things, and I've got to tell you, typically um, it's when the fear of not knowing what to wear is greater than the fear of speaking is what will make a change. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> well, that's pretty, that's pretty funny. But, you know, honestly, I think we do um, We do really have this sense. Well, I mean, it's not a sense. I mean, you are standing up in front of everybody, and mm-hmm. they have a lot of time to just look at you. And mm-hmm. so, you know, it's funny. When you're talking to someone uh, for a while just in casual conversation, you may or may not notice a hair out of place or, you know, a jewelry, a jewelry crooked or something like that. But when they're right. up on stage and you're looking at them for 40 minutes, 
you right. tend to pick up on every little thing, and and the speaker really feels that. So I can I appreciate what you're saying, the fear of you know <laughs> how you. It's look. true. It's true. You yeah. know, it's like if you, for instance, if you're wearing something that isn't the right fit, perhaps it's because. Um, it used to fit and it doesn't now, or in some cases people want to buy a certain size because, darn it, that's the size they're going to be. And then <laughs> they get up yeah. on, that, on that stage and it's like a little tight. So you're tugging or you're worrying, you know, you know is, is this bra strap showing? Are you worrying, is the waistband going to pop? And you're kind of, you're, you're, you're fidgeting around. Um, people will see that. And then they get distracted and then they're not even hearing what you're saying which is a shame because right. you've gotten to the point where you're asked to speak to people, they really should be able to hear what you say. And then, and like you said, they're going to be distracted by, by other things. It's okay. You know, listen, if you know, your the hair falls in your eye or something, you know, the necklace makes noise. It's okay to say, you know what, I'm going to, excuse me while I get the hair out of my eye or, or take the necklace off because it's distracting. Make it, make a little joke about it. But the actual clothes, if they fit you right, um, and they are in a style that's good for you, you're not even going to be thinking about them. You're going to be just working on giving the audience the best material you possibly can give them. Yeah, and that's really where the focus needs to be, not on the clothes. Obviously, there has to be time invested into the thinking about the clothes, but mm-hmm. when you're up there, <laughs> that is not the time to have to think about your clothes. Exactly. At that moment, they should be just performing <laughs> for you quietly in the background. Okay, exactly. this is Marty Visiting today with Scarlett DeBees, and her website is scarletimage.com. That's a double T, scarletimage.com, and we'll be right back, and we're going to talk about wardrobe strategies regarding color, style, and size. Don't go away. Womenspeakers.com is the largest online directory of Christian women speakers in the world, featuring over 1,700 women speakers from every experience level, denomination, and fee range, some near you. Visit Womenspeakers.com to find the perfect speaker for your next event or to get training to be a speaker, author, or media personality. All training and connections occur online anytime you have time. Find a speaker, add a speaker, or become a speaker at www.womenspeakers.com. Welcome back, and thanks to all of you who are joining us live today. It's always fun to see you all here and be on the front page of Blog Talk Radio because all of you are listening live. And then, of course, this program goes out all over the Internet uh, to our affiliates and syndicates and then to iTunes and also into the archives over at marty.com. So if you miss it, you can always catch it later and share it with a friend. I want you to do that. Today's guest is Scarlett DeVise of scarletimage.com. Scarlett, let's go ahead and talk about wardrobe strategies. And we want to start with color. I used to be a color analyst myself, and I am so, (laughs) I don't know. When I understood the power of color, it really changed me. It changed how I bought things. It changed my entire closet, and it changed how I felt about what I was wearing. Yep. And, And didn't it make it so much easier to shop? Totally. So much easier because you know when mm-hmm. you when you know the right color you're not you're not buying anymore you know when they say oh lime green is the color of the season well you know what if it doesn't look good on you no it's not <laughs> no it's not you know the color is so important and it, it really can be a time and money saver too but the most important thing is about color is. When you wear the right color, your skin tone is going to look better, your hair color is going to look better, your eyes are going to look clearer. And, you, and, and as I always say, you know, you're going to look younger because 
um, and healthy, which is really important, and rested. When um, someone wears the wrong color, it can make their skin tone look yellow, which is never a desired effect. It can make their eyes look yellow. Um, also, your teeth can look more yellow in the wrong color. And what I, I, I always say, when I, as kind of as a joke, but it's sort of true, that if you're working in a, in a company and you want to take a few days off, wear the wrong colors for a couple of days beforehand. And then when you call in sick, everybody in the office is going to go, yeah, you know, she didn't look good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I thought something was up. Something wasn't quite right, you know. <laughs> but it's, that's how important it is. And um, people think that, you know, black is okay for everybody, and it really isn't. For some people, it's very harsh and distracting, right. and um, it's too, it could be too severe. Same thing for white. For some people, it's just, it's just too much. Um, so, you know, when, when a person thinks about color, just pay attention to it. Once you have something in your head to look for, it's amazing how much. My clients, once I explain to them what works and what doesn't work, it is amazing how they can start picking it up then on their own. They just needed to hear, they just needed to hear it, and they needed to maybe hear my, my voice on their shoulders once in a while, like, you know, um, talking to them in the ear. But um, they, they, you, you get it. Once you become aware of something, it's just like when you buy a new car and all of a sudden you're driving and you see that car everywhere, but you didn't right. notice it the day before. <laughs> you know, once you become aware of something, it's very apparent. Right. I, one, of the, one of the things that I loved so much about understanding color was that it made my wardrobe interchangeable. So whether I'm at home or traveling, um, the things that match with my core, my core colors are interchangeable to a a large degree, with the other items that I have with me. I I just feel like that for me personally, with my busy life and everything, that has been so helpful to me to be able to be interchangeable. Absolutely. If you could see me, I'm just sitting here nodding my head and nodding my head. I mean, when I travel, and if I travel to Europe or any place else in in the country, I travel with a carry-on suitcase. Because right. everything coordinates. And, I, and the other thing is that um, for myself and for my clients, because of this, the colors and everything kind of works together, you actually would find that you will have more outfits with fewer clothes. Right. Because, like you said, everything is interchangeable. And, uh, you know, the, the certain color families, they just work well together. And it's also important to not always wear things the way you bought them too which is something else i could talk about later on but yes it's it's amazing how much how much more you can coordinate when you um have everything in the colors that are right for you absolutely and do you have any hard and fast rules or uh, kind of guidelines about which colors should be closer to your face versus at the bottom half of your body like as far as the heavy colors black or brown like that mm, not, uh, not compared so much. to the not so much rules, but uh, from the waist down, it does not matter what you wear because I only care about what's close to um, you know the eyes. What's from the neck up is really where you want to focus. That means your jewelry, you know, your necklace, your earrings, a scarf, and the color of your clothes from the waist up. Um, it doesn't matter from the waist down. So, for instance, if someone, if I say black is not the most flattering color for them, they can have black pants and black skirts. Um, it's just that by the face you want to have more flattering colors. And also when I work with somebody and uh, let's say um, they have 
uh, a suit that they love and it looks great on them, but it's in the wrong color, what I suggest doing then is getting earrings and or a necklace or a scarf even in a color that is bright for them and then adding it to the suit or the dress or the top so that you can bring the right color closer to the face. It's not about having to get rid of everything, but how to make what you have work for you. So you can kind of mm. cheat a little bit there, you know, because some people yeah. have beautiful, beautiful pieces and it's the wrong color. If it fits them so well, then let me see how I can make it work. And by sometimes by adding an accessory in the right shade, then you can get away with it. No problem. But in terms of, you know, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go. In terms of somebody figuring out on their own, um, just basically hold, let's say, um, uh, a black top or black piece of fabric even up to the face, and then perhaps holding a chocolate brown and see if you notice a difference. And once you see that difference, you're going to start noticing it when you start putting other colors on. If the black looks too severe or drains you and the chocolate brown brings um, more life to you, then you know then that's the maybe more go-to-earth tones, for instance. So that's, you know, if, if black looks really good, you want to go for more blue-based colors. If, if brown looks really good for you, you want to go to more yellow-based colors. But then that gets kind of complicated. So I, I try to keep it s- simple with somebody and say, okay, these are the colors that are great for you, and then, then just stick to them, and they'll be fine. You know, right. I don't want to make it a science, you know. Yeah. So before we move off of color, is there anything else you wanted to add in that? Um, just be, don't listen to any expert, and I'm using air quotes, who tells you that you must have a white shirt or you must have a tan trench coat or you must have a black dress because, no, you mustn't. You must have what looks good for you and not what they're trying to get you to buy in the stores to drum up business. So I would, okay, I would just I say to, that. Yeah. I can tell you, I was at a conference not too long ago, and there were multiple speakers, and it was amazing. The diversity <laughs> of outfits that I saw on stage that day was just amazing. Everybody, and you know what? It was what you said at first. Everybody was congruent with what their topic was, which was the most important thing. Their clothing matched their personality and what they were presenting, and Perfect. that really is that is really so important. One thing that I've kind of adopted for my own self, and maybe you can tell me if you advise people differently or uh, if this is, you know, just standard information, but I've kind of always gone with that. I, I like people to, to say things like, you look great, or you never age, mm-hmm. or things like that, compared mm-hmm. to things like really nice earrings, or mm-hmm. wow, that's a beautiful scarf. I kind mm-hmm. of like to go for the overall picture instead of going for a comment that right. picks out one particular thing about what I look like. Right. Like I, like I, like I always say, you know, you want, when you walk in the room, you want people to notice you and not right. the lime green um, uh, top or the, the red hair. Or, you, know, you know, it should be a whole picture. I agree. There's nothing wrong with getting a compliment on a fabulous pair of shoes or a necklace. Right. But – but you have, but you, you know, what you're saying is basically you want um, a compliment versus an observation where they can't, where they can't make a compliment, so they're blurting out <laughs> what they what they see is the, the most glaring thing. <laughs> I understand yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like when someone says, you know, what have you changed yeah. about you? It's never good. Good. 
<laughs> well, I like what you said earlier too. It's not it's not a problem when you get a compliment on a, a purse or a pair of shoes or something like that. That's not a problem. Yeah. But when three or four people say the same thing to you, wow, nice eyeshadow. Yeah. <laughs> then you know that maybe we have something going on that we didn't really want. Let's move along to style. Yeah. So um, style is really important because there are a lot of um, people who have some great clothes in their closet. But the problem is if the great clothes are 20 years old and they remember how much they paid for them and they remember how fabulous they looked in them. But the problem when you wear something now, even if it still fits, if it's very apparent that it's from another decade even, that it's going to make you look like you are from that decade. And I'm not saying so much as looking old, but it's going to make you look out of date. And out of date could mean that you're not an out-of-the-box thinker, that you're not current, that you're not um, Mm. stuck in the past. You know, there's nothing worse than when you you have uh, somebody that you work with and they want to do everything their way or the way they used to do it. And when you dress that way, you're sending a message, whether you intend to or not, that you're not going to be thinking differently and that you're stuck in the past. And businesses can't have that now. You know, you have to be progressive. And that doesn't mean that you should dress um, uh, wacky or, you know, ultra modern, but it does mean you have to dress in clothes that are a little bit more current. Um, so just because it fits and just because it was a fabulous, you know, looking suit in the 80s, it's not really what you should be wearing now. And then the other thing about style is not only is it not so great to wear things that are very outdated and that make you look um, uh, ultra conservative and, like I said, from the past, you also make sure that the style fits you, matches you, matches your personality. So, for instance, if... Um, somebody is determined to look very uh, in style. I mean, the magazine said that thigh-high boots and uh, leopard print tops are all the way to go, but the person is not a thigh-high person or a leopard person. It's just not going to work. It's going to look silly. You know, so you have to also kind of, you know, stay in your – you have to be true to yourself, too, don't, you know, I, I'm actually, I met somebody who told me that she was going on a cruise and she went to a store and worked with a personal shopper and she got, came home with a whole wardrobe for the cruise and was miserable, she said, because everything looked great. It was all pretty, but it wasn't her. And right. she'll never wear it right. again. You know, so she learned a hard lesson. It has, to, it has to still be you. But it's really important not to dress in, uh, in, in clothes that are very old because it really it's incredibly hard to get a new job when you do that, by the way. Um, and that's a lot of the um, people that come to me are looking you know, to go back into the workforce or looking to change careers. And um, if they're dressing um, from you know, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, then they're not going to get hired. It just doesn't happen. Well, and it's back to the congruence again. Whether you're speaking from a stage or speaking across a, a desk from someone who's considering to hire you, if you are not comfortable with you, you're mm. not going to come across as you. You're going to come across as something that's not quite right. And the person right. can feel that um, there's Absolutely. something a little off here, and they don't know what the, they don't know what it is. They don't. They can't put their finger on it, but you feel off to them, and so your message is skewed or distorted 
because of what you're wearing, which seems really sad and, and unnecessary. Um, in, yeah. the area of style, in the area of style, is there a good way to identify, um, like do you go by your body shape or how do you work with people to identify what style might be best for them? Um, I do a lot based on, on their shape, yeah. So if someone is very straight, I know what manufacturer would look um, better on them. If someone's very curvy, um, if somebody, um, you know, is uh, petite or um, very tall, you know, I have an idea of what um, manufacturers, you know, what designers will look good on them or what, st- what not so much the designer, but what style of clothes, what cut will look good on them. The basic idea is that you want to find clothes that minimize whatever things that you don't like and uh, maximize the things that you do. And for mm-hmm. some people, it could just be that they have um, not only you know, beautiful eyes or great legs, or it could be that they have great um, arms. Um, not that women lately, no one likes their arms, but... <laughs> Um, or, you know, shoulders. So you have to sort of emphasize what's good and, or what you think, what you, what you think is um, not good, you want to de-emphasize. And I have to say, women especially, because they're so hard on themselves, they find far more flaws with themselves than there actually are. Right. So, um, you know, it, so I'll have someone say to me, oh, you know, I hate my arms and I hate my legs and I hate my feet. And, and I'm like, uh, they're great. <laughs> They're great, and right. I'll show you how to make them, and I'll show you how to make you realize that they're great. But um, and then eventually somebody will once they see them in the right clothes. But um, but we but women really really are hard on themselves. So um, but basically you know to look for things that um, would uh, and I want to get to shopping strategies. I'll talk about that. But to to look for things that kind of make the the perceived flaws disappear. Hmm. And you have to be comfortable. When you're looking at yourself in a mirror at a store, um, should your eye actually go to the place that you're trying to emphasize? Like if maybe you have a small waist or, you know, you have long legs. Is that really, even though you're looking at the whole picture, do you actually want to see that first? Well, what I advise um, my clients and, and when I take them shopping and they put something on, I advise them to go by their first reaction. So mm-hmm. you, when your first reaction, you don't have time to look at different parts of your body. You just know. So when, um, when your eyes light up and you smile, that's it, done. doesn't matter if you see the hips, the thighs, the, the waist. It's, it's the right one. When you have to think <laughs> about it and look and study, forget it. I don't care how much, you're, you how much of a deal it is, forget it. You you are my kind of shopper. I love that. I was in a dressing room one time, and I had gone in and out several times with different outfits because I'm I'm on and off just like that. I mean, I'm either going to love it or not love it. Right. And there was a lady in the shop in the in the dressing room for the entire thirty minutes that I was in and out trying on one pair of capris. <laughs> and I was like, lady, don't go. I never said a word, but I was like, if you have to think about it for 30 minutes, you'll never wear them once you it, take them out of the store. Okay, it's going to end up sitting at home. Right. They will. It's so true. They will. It's yeah, so true. this is Marnie Southern. We're visiting today with Scarlett DeVisa. ScarlettImage.com. That's Scarlett with two T's, Image.com. We're going to come right back and talk about size issues, everybody's. 
everybody's <laughs> nemesis. And we're going to also talk about how to pre-read the message that your office is sending to others. We'll be right back. Christian Women's Events. At womensevents.info, you can find events to attend. Learn how to plan amazing events for your group or publicize your own upcoming Christian women's events. It's all available to you at womensevents.info. Just click your state to find all the major women's events coming to your area or type in the month and year you'd like to attend an event to see all your options nationwide. It's that easy. If you want to promote an event, just click Add Event. Event publicity is available on a per-event basis or free to members. Finally, if you want to learn how to host awesome events, retreats, and well-attended conferences, click Event Planner Training. Once again, it's available a la carte or included in the membership. It's all online and here for you 24-7 anytime you have time at womensevents.info. That's www.womensevents.info. Welcome back. This is Marty Swedberg. Our guest today, Charlotte Deviz, is sharing with us what to wear, how to wear it, and why it matters. And we are coming right up on the size issue. Scarlett, it doesn't matter if people think they're too small or too big, too tall or too short. <laughs> There's always something that when a speaker's getting ready to go up is in the forefront of her mind, I'm the wrong size to do this. And how, what is there such a thing as the perfect size? No. <laughs> and, you know, it's very interesting. When I do presentations, I ask this question, what size range do you think that women have the hardest time with? And most people will say 14 and above. And what's the shocking truth is that the women that I work with that are between like a 4 and a 6 have the biggest issues and the most problems with their self-image. Hmm. Which is shocking because I would would love to know what it's like to be a four <laughs> or six, you know, just for a day, just what would it be like? But they they are so hard on themselves. So, um, and I have clients who you know who could be a size eighteen or sixteen, or whatever, and not even a problem. You know, it's just not even an issue as long as the clothes are right. So it's they really, you know, what no one's ever happy straight. Straight-haired people want curly hair. Curly hair wants straight hair. You know, everybody wants the neighbor's yard. The, that neighbor wants yours. I mean, it's just, it's just how it is. Um, but the thing about size, and, and, and this is really important, is that it really doesn't matter. Because when um, a woman, for instance, let's say she's a size 10, and she puts the pair of size 10 on in the dressing room, and they're too tight, a lot of times she might leave disheartened. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas I would say, well, try on the 12. And if the 12 fit at the widest point, which is usually the hips, then you get the waist taken in a little bit. But um, to get, what happens is some women get so stuck on wanting, wanting to fit into a certain size that either they buy what's a little bit too tight or they buy nothing. And then they say, I'm going you know, to go on a diet. And then if they're like me, they go to the bakery and get some cookies. Um, so the thing is that when a man goes shopping, you're never going to see a guy who's like a 34 waist and it doesn't fit. He's never going to say, well, that's it. I'm not trying on the 36s. I'm out of here. I mean, the guy's not going to do that. They don't care. They just want the fit. And women need to get like that, too, because a woman is never, ever going to get a compliment um, on her uh, size. So no one's ever going to walk up to her and say, you know, Mary, oh, my God, I love those eights on you. Those are incredible. 
It's just not going to happen. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but they're going to get, you look great today. That's what you want to hear. You look great. Did you lose weight? You know, were you on vacation? Oh, my God, what have you done? You look fabulous. Because the fit is what counts. It's not what size you are, and it's not how much you weigh. And I have clients who weigh, um, you know, size 16, 18, uh, even more, and I have clients who are a size 4. And all of them, even the size 4, um, can look terrible in the wrong clothes and the wrong fit. So it, just because you're little doesn't mean it's all going to be perfect. It really doesn't. And on my website, there's a, I have before and after pictures, and one is a very thin woman who was dressing in baggy clothes and the wrong colors. So just because she was thin didn't make everything great. You know, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't work that way. So if I could just get mainly women to stop thinking about the number and just, Go for the fit, and a little tailoring is pretty important. It comes a, goes a long way, long, mm. long way. I'm thinking of I'm thinking of a friend of mine who had um, gained a little bit of weight, but mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. she bought when she bought the right size clothes, people kept telling her, "You look like you've lost weight. You look like you've lost weight." True, weight. and it's because she's just wearing her clothes too tight, and so everything made her look fat. Absolutely. And, and as soon as she was wearing the right type clothes, even though she was a little bigger, because they fit properly, it That's didn't right. draw attention to right. um, to the weight. And, you know, I think a lot of it, I, lo- I love what you said about the sizing. You know, nobody's ever going to whip your pants open or your back <laughs> of your neck, nape of your neck and say, oh, it's a size. You know, they don't really care what size it is. What really matters is how it looks, how it drapes, and how you feel in it. I think how you feel in it is almost as important as how it looks. Absolutely. Absolutely. And if you wear something that's too tight because you're so determined, um, then, then even if you don't have any extra flesh or blubber or whatever, it's going to start billowing out over other places, and you're going to be uncomfortable, and you're going to be tugging. And, and as I always say, when you, go to, when you go someplace where food's involved, don't you want a little room so that you can actually eat the meal and, 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 and enjoy yourself and be comfortable and not worried about a waistband expanding or a seam popping? You know? So um, it's very important, as with your friend, to wear a size that fits properly because when, when you know, we see it on TV and, and um, in magazines and the glamour used to have the do's and don'ts, when, you, when the clothes are too tight, your flesh starts popping out all over the place. Um, I call it like a lava lamp syndrome um, because <laughs> things start billowing. <laughs> in different places, they move around. Never a good thing. So um, everybody would look a lot thinner wearing clothes that fit them properly. Absolutely. Mm. In a dressing room with a client, what do you tell her she has to do before she can buy that pair of pants or that skirt? What do I do to tell them? Well, I don't really tell them anything. I tell all my clients that the instructions they have for me is to make sure you eat a full meal before we work together because I don't want anybody to be hungry and weak. <laughs> so, um, and then basically uh, if, if I feel that if you need some heavy-duty shapewear, then you shouldn't be buying it. That's my personal thing. So I don't think that anybody should have to squeeze their body into, you know, Spanx is the name brand, into anything that is going to make them look uncomfortable just to fit into something. I personally would find a different style for them. So that's mm-hmm. me. I mean, there are plenty of, you know, celebrity stylists out there on TV. I mean, like uh, Gail King, uh, she wears sometimes two pairs of Spanx at the same time and can't mm-hmm. move. I mean, she seriously can't move. <laughs> 
So I don't think it's I don't think we should live our life that way. I'm um, there's plenty of styles out there that a woman can wear that would um allow her to look fabulous and be comfortable and breathe. I just yeah. and be able to sit down. <laughs> See, that's mine right there. I sit down in it. I sit down. I cross my legs. I behave as though I'm actually going to wear it somewhere. Absolutely. <laughs> then right. I can buy it. If I that's it. And I, I tell all my clients, all my clients, I say, you know, can you sit down? Because I have, right. I have a friend who who bought a, a very skin tight dress, and then she told me the story that when she went to the actual affair, she couldn't sit down. <laughs> so, so right, the last thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the last thing any of us want is to be ripping something or breaking a zipper or something right. when we're at the event. I mean, that is right. so far from where we should be being. We should be with right. our size. Actually, the reality is we need to get comfortable with who we are, where we are, on the way to wherever we think we're supposed to be going, and just True. be okay where we are. With And that's back to the confidence factor we talked about earlier. You know, what is a... I'm so curious about this. What is the way that you can pre-read the message that any outfit will send to others even before you walk out of the house? Well, it kind of goes back a little bit to what I was saying in the beginning. You know, so you know, when you when, does your outfit say that you um, are, uh, I would say, like you know, um, put together. I mean, does it does it show that you're looking a little sloppy, or does it show that you're looking polished? You know, because obviously you want to go for the polished. Um, but there are some times when you see somebody wearing an outfit where the pants are too long or the sleeves are too long. Then that gives the impression that you're not um, detail-oriented. You're not thinking about the little things. And if you don't think about little things about you, how are you going to be thinking about the little things for someone's business? So, I mean, that's really, really important. If you don't take the time to tailor your pants so they're not dragging on the floor, how can I, as if I was a company, trust you to take the time to do the right thing for us? Well, you know it's kind of back to the, to the blink principle where people take all of this in in a second, you know, in, a, in the time it takes you to look and blink. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You've already mm-hmm. made an assessment about what you're mm-hmm. seeing. Mm-hmm. And either the person is someone you are going to be able to subconsciously trust or else there's something about the person that's a red flag to you. And when you're a speaker or presenter, actually, like you said earlier, any of us, whenever we open our mouth, we are a speaker. When there's things about us that are incongruent with what we're trying to communicate, it makes it difficult for the other person to partner with us in whatever level, even if it's just saying, you know, let's be friends. Uh it's difficult if there's anything that is a red flag that's sticking out. And, and mm-hmm. I think, like, um, to pre-read a message that an outfit will send to others, you know, is there is there a way to actually, um, like, one idea that I'm having as we're talking, and maybe this will trigger something in your head, but is one of the things that I've done is just, like, walk away from the mirror and then walk back up and just take a look real quick like that, just just a very fast look and then look away and see what I saw. Just see what I saw. Another yeah. thing that I've done is just actually to video record myself. Um, <laughs> like if I'm going to be on TV, video record myself in that and just see what I look like on camera mm-hmm. because it's different. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's different mm-hmm. than what you see when you look in the mirror. That's true. And sometimes just taking a picture of yourself you know, um, can can be um, a great tool. You know, these days with our phones, it can be done instantly. 
take your picture. Yeah. But I, you know, so um, what I would say is to look and see what catches your eye. So, um, and this is in this case, then, it, then you know, let's just see. You know, is what's catching your eye a plunging neckline? Is what's catching your eye that your maybe the dress is too short? You know, is it going to be getting um, the wrong? Is it getting the wrong message? You know, uh, does it make you look older? Does it make you look um, like you gave up? <laughs> Um, so you have to sort of see what pops out. It goes back to you want the whole picture. You want the whole package to um, sort of be one unit of this looks good as opposed to some little thing popping out. Um, and I don't mean the body. I mean, you know, the, the feature. <laughs> <laughs> but the popping out of the body, too, could be a problem. Um, but just just see if something is 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 catching your eye in, in a bad way, and and I and I you know and again it goes back to your profession. So you know like I've had um, lots of clients who are decorators because they are incredibly talented at making a room or a home gorgeous and fully accessorized, but don't translate it to themselves. And the problem with that is how can they then meet with a prospective mm. client? And right. give them the impression that they that they have this artistic talent. So there there, there is that you have to have a you have people to to um, give the impression of what you do and that you're good at it. So I'm, for instance, I, 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 there are people who are um, health coaches or um, dietitians, and if they're wearing clothes that are too tight, you, you're not going to listen to them. You're not going to believe a single right. word they say. You know, so that's, you know, do you, is what you see in the mirror reflective of what you do and how well you do it? Love that. That's just such a great, great concept to get in our heads. Uh, congruency is the most important thing next to confidence. And we're going to come right back and talk about three ways to take an out from, from ordinary to extraordinary. We'll be right back. What's your next step? Are you tired of scouring the Internet to find the training you need to take you from where you are today to where you want to be? Stop searching and start moving towards your goals with over 150 targeted training modules available to you at Marnie.com. You can learn how to speak, how to write, how to get published, how to get media coverage, and so much more, all available at Marnie.com. That's M-A-R-N-I-E.com. Welcome back. We're on the last segment here with our guest, Scarlett DeBeats, today, and we're talking about what to wear, how to wear it, and why it matters. Scarlett, let's go ahead and talk about three ways to take an outfit from ordinary to extraordinary. Okay. So I like to do – I mix things up. I like to say – don't do what's expected, and, that, and that's what I would ask for the listeners to do. So, for instance, if someone's wearing uh, a black and white outfit, because it's uh, actually very popular right now, most people will then put a black and white accessory with it. And I say don't. You know, add a red accessory or turquoise or even blue. Don't um, do what everybody else is doing. So add a little touch of, I call it a touch of whimsy, a touch of unexpected. And you can do that with um, your uh, accessories, whether it's jewelry, scarves, or shoes. And, and in a handbag even, you know, or cufflinks or a tie. I mean, but, you know, so add something that is not expected and that doesn't exactly match. Okay? So, <laughs> so a lot of people, when they wear black and white, they wear pearls. Or they wear a black and white necklace. You know, you know what? If you, I mean, I wear turquoise and red necklaces with my black and white clothes. So um, totally out of the box, but it works. 
and um, and it shows some creativity. And in my case, I, I, I have to show that I'm creative. And maybe if someone's in the banking field and they want to wake, maybe wear pearls with a little touch of color because it's more traditional. But, but you, you, you want to add something that's a little unexpected. Um, uh, also, don't wear things the way they were bought necessarily. So let's say you have um, a suit and you bought um, a blouse that goes perfect with it. And that's pretty much how you get to wear it for the rest of the days that you own it. Um, that's mm-hmm. not really, firstly, not expanding your wardrobe. And secondly, it just can get really boring. So why not add a shirt that maybe has nothing to do with the, with the suit. So if it's a if it's a black suit, you you can add a, a a printed blouse. You don't have to wear a lot of people do just they wear like um a shell, they call them shells, you know, like very simple shirts that wear ivory, white, black and for the daring some red. Well, you know what? Add a printed shirt. Um printed blouse. Add um anything that has more than one color to um, add some interest to your outfits. So go for multi. Go for prints. It's great. And, um, and the other way is even with your shoes. You know, a pop of color in the shoes, but you can also get shoes that have prints on them or printed embellishments on them. So if you're wearing a solid color dress and you have a pair of shoes that have a bunch of different colors on them, I mean, it's, fan- it's fantastic. You know, I mean, it, and it also... You know, all these things also show that you're kind of a fun person to be with. You know what? I want to, t- I want to talk to you. I want to get to know you better. You know, I want to be around you. That's what all these things can send the message of. And you want, you want people to want to be around you, and you want them to want to know you, and you want them to want to listen to you because you want them to, want, you want them to have you speak <laughs> to their groups, to their organizations, or work for you. So... But that's what I would do, to do things you know, a little bit not traditional and not the expected and not like everybody else is doing. Mm. That's interesting advice. I know um, I know that we all like have a comfort level. You know, like, this mm-hmm. is where I feel comfortable and beyond this, I kind of step out of my comfort level. So how do you, how do you balance that? Because you want to be very comfortable when you're speaking in front of people. You don't want to be thinking about, is everybody looking at my shoes? Uh, so... How do you balance that to be sure that you're not kind of going over the edge? Well, again, it would be you know you want to when you when you put it on and it makes you smile. So I've combined things uh, from my clients' wardrobes that you know I'll go listen. This you could, this could be really a great laugh, this, <laughs> but let's try it on. Let's see what happens. And when the initial reaction is. Uh, I don't think so, you know, from both of us, it's done. But when the initial reaction is, whoa, wow, I never would have, I wouldn't have thought of that, then you know it's fine. If your mm. first reaction is, oh, I don't know, I'm not, I'm not comfortable, then it's not okay. But if your first reaction is, you know what, this is, this is cool, then you know you're fine, you're okay. There's no... So I suppose if you start laughing or moaning, you may be better pass on that. <laughs> if you're it. just smiling, this is a good thing. <laughs> Great, that's I love it. it. That's it. I love it. I, I, that's it. <laughs> how do you True. shop to? How do you shop to actually maximize your wardrobe? Um, well, here's a big problem that I see with a lot of women. 
um, stop buying the same thing over and over again in different colors. So uh, a lot of women I, uh, that I work with for the first time I, I see in their closets, they have a top that they, that they like, they love, whatever, or even a dress, and they bought it in every color that it was made in and every print. So now what happens is you pretty much have a closet filled with the same thing. And then if your body changes or your taste change and all of a sudden that top or dress doesn't look good on you, you have a closet full of clothes you can't wear. So it's really important to break out of the habit, and women are really good at this. We become like drawn like moths to the flame. We see that top, and it's almost exactly what we have at home, and so therefore we are attracted to it, and, we, and it says, take me home, and you do. And now you have more <laughs> of what you already have. And I've seen this over and over and over again, just like how a lot of women cannot stop themselves from buying black clothes. You know, and then their closet looks like they are in a constant state of mourning. So you're not mm-hmm. having um, uh, the ability to mix and match. You're not having you're not having the ability to make your wardrobe look different and to create all these different outfits if everything is always the same. And I, the other thing is, it's not only buying the same um, item in the same uh, in different colors, but also don't shop at the same store as you always shop at. Because, again, everything's going to start to look the same. And when, if, in fact, something doesn't work out for you after a while or you realize that, you know what, this wasn't the best thing for me, you've invested so much money in the same exact thing, the same exact look or style or fit. And I've seen this over and over and over again, and it's a terrible waste of money. And you really you'll bore yourself with, with your wardrobe because it's literally always the same. So when you are working with somebody and they're on a time, you know, they're on a time crunch, uh, they don't have time to try on, you know, 40 different styles to find one new one. And they know mm-hmm. what they, you know, they know what they usually work with. I mean, uh, I don't know anybody that I'm talking about here, but. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so when I go, when I go, I really don't have a lot of time to spend shopping. I'm not going right. just to shop. I'm actually going to buy something. I need a pair of pants or I need a skirt or I need a top. And right. I already know what is and isn't going to work pretty much because I've tried on things in the past. And so how do you actually encourage somebody to break out of the mold if they already know what works for them and know what doesn't work for them? Well, you know, well, I have, I have the rule that if you're in the dress room with me, the rule is you have to try on everything that's in here. Um, because, and I'll guarantee, everything that the person said, I, that's not for me, I would never pick that out, no way, no how, that's what they end up going home with. Hmm. So it's definitely worth trying things on that you never thought you would try on. Now, it does help that I have, I have an eye and I have a knowledge of all the merchandise in the store and somebody else going on their own need a little bit more time and a really big sense of humor um, to, to do what I just suggested. <laughs> but but you, you would be, <laughs> you'd be surprised because it's all, you know, listen, if you know what works for you and it, and it really is great, that's wonderful, but it, um, but for some people, they get more stuck in a rut, and it isn't necessarily what's so great for them. But it's, you'd be surprised how trying something totally, totally different, something that you, know, that you just can't even imagine would work for you, um, it can be really very eye-opening when you realize, you know what, this is, this is great. 
I mean, this is mm. really great. And it happens all the time. Well, you have challenged me. I, <laughs> I am going to try on some different different styles next time I go. How do we apply humor instead of dread when deciding what to wear? Well, that's why, you know, I say, you know, a couple of things. So if, you know, you, you put something on and it doesn't fit, um, you know, just laugh a little bit, you know. So, you know, if, if, if it's like, like I'll say to some clients, I'll put something on, and I'll and I'll I'll say, well, it, you know, it, it looks like, um, you know, you're you're um, how do I say, like you're, um, oh God, like I'm drawing a blank, like a a pilgrim or like uh, working in a nunnery or you know you know or you know like a peasant. I mean, you know, laugh a little bit because these are all the things we don't want to look like. You know, if, if somebody puts something on, it makes them look like Britney Spears in her schoolgirl outfit. You know, let's laugh. Let's not, you know, let's not get discouraged about it. It's all about having a sense of humor. So, if, and like I said before, try something on that you never would have picked out for yourself. And either it's going to be an eye-opening experience and you're going to say, hey, I didn't know I could look like this. Or it's like, oh, my God, if I can stop laughing. I, I will, but I, right now you're laughing hysterically. You know, it's it's a lot of it's a lot of fun, um, and, and and basically to to lighten up on ourselves because the outcome of finding the right pieces is really wonderful. And the only way you're going to find sometimes the good is to go through the bad, and you just need to laugh a little about it and not take it all so seriously. It's just clothes. It's just you know pieces of fabric. And um, the only way you're going to find something new and different is to experiment. It's kind of like dating. You know, you have to go through a few rotten apples till you find the good one. You know, <laughs> but it's just, just, um, just smile and just know that when you have on something that's right, your eyes are going to light up and um, you're going to find um, it's so much easier to, to make decisions and, and, and just to feel good about yourself. You know what, Scarlett, you have really inspired me. From now on, I'm making a commitment that whenever I go clothes shopping, I'm going to grab one item from the shelf that I would have never, <laughs> from the rack that I would have <laughs> never tried on in the past. I'm already going to have my clothes off. I'm already going to be in there. It will take me just 30 <laughs> seconds to try it on, look at the mirror, right. and decide. And I'm right. going to do that from now on, and, you, boy, we're going to just see. <laughs> okay. Well, this has been so much fun, Scarlett. If people go over to your website, scarletimage.com, what will they find there? Well, they will They will have an opportunity to um, sign up for um, my style tips guide where I give five different tips on how um, they can approach their existing wardrobe and um, figure out what works, what doesn't work, why, and how to make the right decisions and for um, what to choose from the closet and what to choose for when they go shopping in the store. So I truly invite your listeners to do that. And then they also get to read more about me and see some before and after pictures because that's who doesn't, want, who doesn't love a before and after. So there are some great before and afters there too. And you will see the difference that um, these women, my clients, have looked by changing the color and the styles of their clothes. It's, an, it's amazing. Younger, thinner, that's, taller. It's amazing. That's awesome. If you guys want to head over, her website is scarletimage.com. That's S C A R L E T T. I-M-A-G-E dot com. Scarlett, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you. I really appreciate it. I had fun. 
<laughs> oh, me too. Thanks so much. And you guys, thank you for being here. And can't have a show without listeners. I'm so grateful that you're here to check out the uh, previous shows in our podcast. And we will see you next time on Marnie's Friends. Have a great day and have a great week. Bye-bye.